Okay, new format today. Let's try something new. We're on TikTok, something that I've been getting into lately because it's actually pretty amazing. There's a lot of crap out there. There's a lot of toxicity that you're going to find with the dopamine addicting behavior of this app and how it just pulls you in. So you do have to use this software on purpose in a certain way, but there's also a lot of value and people are going there for a reason. So let's look at this video that I want to respond to. I empathize with where she's coming from, but we need to understand what the root cause of the problem is and how the state is not the answer because the state is what caused the problem in the first place. Let's see. Addressing the video I made about my landlord hiking my rent up $1,200. He told us that if we wanted to renew the lease, our rent would go from $1,800 a month to $3,000. I looked it up and it's legal in Florida. There are no rental laws about hiking up rent at the end of a lease. And it sucks because I'm getting pushed out of my hometown. The wages do not match the rental increases because of all the northerners moving down. But I'm single, and worst case scenario, I go live at home with my parents or I live in my car. Think about the people who have kids. I know so many people who this is happening to, and I'd love to raise awareness on it so that maybe we can reach our legislators so that we have new rental laws put in because this should be illegal. Okay, so a couple things here. First of all, I completely empathize with her plight. I mean, I'm a Bitcoiner. I believe that Bitcoin is going to fix everything, and the thing it needs to fix the most is the money in the broken state. Broken money, broken state, but the broken money came from the broken state. Yes, I empathize. It boils my blood, but it's also why I'm so passionate about Bitcoin. I'm also passionate about first principles and understanding what the facts are here. The facts are in New York and California that have had historical rent controls because of things like this, like, oh, we got to write a law. It's going to fix it, whatever, have had astronomical rental rates. The housing market out there is they're the worst in the world, pretty much. There's a deep rabbit hole to go down into as to why that's the case. Why does rent control result in crazy expensive rents? Well, there's a lot of loopholes. And every time the state does something, there are unintended consequences. This is the problem with the state. That's the first thing. More legislation is not the answer because even if it does control rent per se for a building like this that she's living in and then the increase is then capped in some way, that will have all these unintended consequences that I can't even speak to, nor can you or legislators we have no idea what it will cause. But what it usually causes is some kind of inflation. Whenever the state intervenes in markets, it creates inflation, which is basically increased prices. There are a lot of reasons for this. It's very complex, but this is just basic economics. If you actually go into it and really see historically what the state has done, what laws have done like this, pretty freaking scary, actually. Okay, so that's the first problem. More legislation, more state involvement in the free market is not the answer. It's actually going to contribute to the problem or create new problems, potentially worse problems. The second thing is the housing market right now, and this is the big, 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 big one, is so absolutely insane because of the inflation. And that is the government expanding the money supply. Because the government keeps printing money, real estate, housing, energy, food prices, all these things have been going up like crazy. But housing particularly is a nefarious place because a lot of people, especially wealthy investors, are looking at physical properties as a place to store their wealth. Because inflation, what it does is it hurts everything, especially the stock market. Uh, you do see asset inflation in the stock market, but it's just a piece of paper. It's not like a real property that can generate revenue for you. So it's a little bit different scenario. And the higher the inflation rate, or as Michael Saylor says, the cost of capital, the harder it is for a Fortune 500 company to book a profit because they have to beat the cost of capital. They might make 10% margin, but if inflation is 5%, they basically, I mean, basically there's a lot of other things here. There's like taxes and uh, all these other things that get into it, but they basically are making half of the margin they were making. So half of the profit because the cost of capital is so high or inflation rate is so high. The reason this is happening in the housing market is because of inflation and because of state 
control and intervention in free markets. That's how we have everything. And this is why Bitcoin's the solution is because it's the first money, the first asset that you can truly own that cannot be manipulated, controlled, or expanded by the government. And it will then eventually, over time, it will take some time because this entire system has to come down first, basically, it will fix all these problems. So I empathize with where she's coming from, but the solution is not the right solution. It doesn't understand why we got here in the first place. And that's understandable because most people don't even know what money is or how it works or where it comes from. They think it's just something that you get from the state and they control it and that's it. They have no idea that the unintended consequences of controlling the money supply and politicians in the state getting involved in free markets and money is a free market mechanism until the state came in and controlled it and then they ruined it. And that's why we have the fiat to paradigm we have with these astronomical price distortions all over the world and it's only going to get worse. So the state is not the answer. I don't have an actual solution for you right now other than the state needs to come down and they need to lose their monopoly on the money printer and then we can need to move to a Bitcoin standard. That could be a 10-year play. It could be a five-year play. It might happen next year. We don't know when it's gonna all come crumbling down, but it's eventually going to come crumbling down. And then we will see a plummeting in housing prices. We will see energy come down. We will see uh, beef come down. We will see everything in the global economy come down price-wise. And your dollars that you earn through labor will go, well, I shouldn't say dollars because, you know, your sats or whatever the new currency is, they will come up with, maybe it'll be pegged to Bitcoin or gold or something like that so that hopefully they learn their lesson, but probably not. No matter what the new currency is, it will go further and it will maintain its savings longer, at least until the state gets in and ruins it again. I get where she's coming from, but again, this is what you get with this type of political surface level understanding is you don't really know what's going on, what the causes, and you don't know what the solutions are. Look at some of these comments here. As a landlord, I don't want the government telling me what I can charge for property that I own, especially after a lease agreement has ended. That's what the free market is. Somebody said they haven't dreamed of raising the rent. That's your option. You know, free market will decide. Let's blame the people who are doing this. So this is where we get the toxic nonsense, right? The landlords and our employers, not the people who are fighting on our side, working class people. Don't forget to blame politicians. Yes, blame the politicians who aren't passing bills and intrude into the lives of private business individuals. It sucks so much. We need rent caps now. More blaming legislators. But they're blaming legislators for the wrong reason. They're saying they need to do something to fix it when they need to do nothing and they need to let the free market fix it. That's what it comes down to. Also, again, like this is actually a good point here. So in America, it's this idea that we all have our own apartment and we all live by ourselves. It's the isolationism of um, the American uh, life built to create as many consumers as possible that buy three bedroom homes, two car garage, two cars, mortgage, insurance, all the crap that goes with it. In a lot of other countries and cultures around the world, families live together. You might have like 20 people in a, in a household all sharing to pay for that. It's actually closer to our tribal nature to spend more time with friends and family and close-knit society. This idea that we live in our own domiciles because that creates more prosperity, more wealth, more things to build is part of what the American dream has been designed by corporate America and the prosperity we've had over, you know, since basically World War II. It's unnatural. It's part of the reason we're so isolated, so many mental health problems, et cetera. We have less community. It's more just us, 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 more narcissism, more me, you know, ignore everyone else, have my own place. Everything's my way, right? It's just more of this narcissistic, do everything for yourself, remove struggle from your environment nature that is partly contributing to so many of the problems with our physical and mental health today, as well as the broken world, society, economy, dollar, government, everything, propaganda, cancel culture, all this crap is all intertwined and connected. It's unfortunate. Yes, you're getting priced out of things, but maybe you don't need to live by yourself. 
Why do you need to spend half your earned wage every month on an apartment or a house or whatever that you probably can't really afford if you really break it down? What is wrong with moving with your parents? That's what you should do. Save every penny that you make instead of spending half of your paycheck on freaking rent so that you can live in a one bedroom by yourself and feel successful. It's kind of ridiculous. Buy Bitcoin with that money. And then in five years, when your wealth has done amazing things because you're buying the thing that all the other currencies are collapsing against, then you can buy real estate when hopefully the prices have corrected a little bit. And then you can become either a landlord or you can finally live in a house of your own or whatever. And it will have been worth it because you earned it. You don't need to give away half of your earnings to live in some nice place. It's such a modern delusion that I see. It's this people get stuck in this rat race because they want to live in a nice place, fancy neighborhood, fancy building, whatever. After a couple months, they're like, oh yeah, I live there, whatever, no big deal. I don't even go to the pool. I don't use a gym. I don't do any of the amenities that I was so excited about. It's unfortunate, but it's just another form of the keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with society and social media rat race bullshit that keeps people poor and beholden to these things in the first place. I got more coming your way. Get the Better Human newsletter over at thebetterhuman.co and subscribe. Maybe share this if you want to. Let me know in the comments what you think about this. It's a thorny subject. But again, the principles here are the state intervening causes these problems in the first place. Fix the money, remove the state from the market, and the market will appease. The market will fix. It always has and always will. 